0: De Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles this morning, um, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 5. And we're actually going to be looking at two uh, stories this morning. So you can you can look at Luke, chapter 5. Or you could turn to Mark chapter five, whichever you'd prefer. And Luke, it's 5:17 through 19. When you have it, give me an amen. amen. And it says this. It says, "On those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, And the power of the Lord was with him to heal." And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. Man, that's commitment right there. Amen. And in and, and Mark chapter five, verses twenty five through twenty nine says this is it's, a, it's a completely different story. When, when Pastor Brandon got up here this morning, he started talking about that, that woman. I was like, man, it's going to be a good Sunday. I've entitled today's message, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. I love stories like this, church, because it teaches us a very valuable lesson uh, of what we need to do to get the blessing that we're searching for. Amen. You know, when we think about the blessings of God, a lot of times we think, we think, man, I, I, I couldn't have gotten here without God, right? We, we give God all the, all the glory, all the credit, right? And, and that's absolutely true. If God has a hand in your success or your prosperity, I mean, you, you probably wouldn't have been able to get there without him. Amen? But let me, just, let me just say this. There's also a little bit of your hand that played a part because you've got to do some work too. You've got to get yourself active, And maybe you don't get the glory. That's okay. You were never meant to get the glory. God gets all the glory. But there is a little ounce of credit that you're able to take because you met God at a certain place. So when you receive your reward from God, your blessing from God, God drops it off. There's like a drop point where God decides to leave it, but you're expected to go and get it. He's not going to deliver it to you. Amen. I, uh, some of you guys know. A few weeks ago, we started Layla in in school, and she was she was super hyped um, to to start because you know she she talked a really good game. Like, Daddy, I'm not gonna cry. That's what she says. I'm not gonna cry, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be brave. And she's gonna make friends. And and we're, I mean, I I actually believed her. I don't know why I believed her. I'm <laughs> such a sucker. But she 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 lured me in with her positivity and kind of like kind of like my wife does when she swears off Dr. Pepper, like, I, I'm i going to believe you. <laughs> and then we, we drop off Layla and she just, she loses it. She loses it. And the first day she's, she actually does better the first day because, you know, she's trying to be brave. And then we walk away and, you know, she starts crying a little bit. But the next day I take her to school and it's kind of a long walk, you know, from the, the, par- the parking lot into her classroom. And she's like, She's being super anxious like she's like on, on death row or something, you know. And I'm, 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 I'm holding her hand all the way to her class. And, and uh, if you've ever had to walk away from your child who's screaming because, you know, she, she, all she wants is you. And she's saying, Daddy, Mommy, that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. At least it isn't for me. And like that second day, I dropped her off. Man, I, I, I left in a terrible mood, church. I was in a terrible mood. People would look at me, they would say good morning. I, I wouldn't even say good morning. I was, I was mad because I felt so much empathy for Layla who was uncomfortable and she was in a new school and I was kind of mad at the world because the system you know, has me put her in a school and I was just I was such in a, in a bad mood because you know, she, she was uncomfortable, she hadn't made any friends yet, um, but now she, she loves school, praise God, she got over it. She got over it. She got some friends. She loves her teacher. She's even got a little crush. <laughs> mm-hmm. She left, she left uh, from school on, on, on Friday. She told Melissa, Mommy, I, I accidentally got married. <laughs> His name is Wesley. So uh, be on the lookout for a kid named Wesley. And, you know, when she said that, I thought it was, was kind of cute, you know. It's cute now, right? I won't be saying that years from now. But, but that first week of, of, of drop-off, man, it was, it was rough. And I know some parents don't really care. Like, some parents could just completely just have no, no shame. Like, get in there. Stop crying. Stop being a baby. I'll pick you up later. Gosh, you annoy me. All right? I know some of you guys are like that. <laughs> I'm, man, I can't be like that. Like, maybe with my son, I'll be like that. But with Layla, oh, man, she's, she's just my sweetheart. Like, I, I'm such a sucker for her. And, um, and, and then the teacher, she's like, Mr. too. you can't. You can't linger because the more you linger, you know, the more it's, it's going to be worse. And I'm like, I'm not a monster. You just want me to drop off my, my daughter who's screaming her head off. And, and uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, and, and that first week, man, we, we, uh, we gave a lot of promises to Layla. We, we made her a lot of promises to look forward to after school. If you just get through school. I promise I'm going to do that. That first week, man, we we went broke, man. We spent a lot of money because it it was first. Okay, uh, if you get through this day of school, we'll take you to Olive Garden for dinner. She loves Olive Garden. She loves Babetti. That's how she says it. The next day, it was like we'll take you we'll take you to Target. You can pick out a toy. And then The following day, it was like we'll take you to the park. Give you some ice cream. You know, and and I mean all these promises to, just to get her through it. And thankfully, she. She got through it. She went to school. She put on a a brave face and she got through it. And of course, I had to come up with my promises, but she had to meet me at that point to where those promises could be delivered. Because if she didn't do it, she wasn't going to get rewarded. And so, you know, meeting God, it it makes us accountable because it makes us actually work for the blessings that we're hoping to get. Right. Um, But some people, some people like to take the opposite approach. They like to uh, they, they expect God to do it all. Talk about, talk about these people for a second. We'll take the, the, the God-can-do-it-all mentality. Of course he can do it all, but he, does he always do it all, right? Um, you know, I think we take this approach because we, we're spoiled these days, right? We've got some amazing technology that allows us to, to get things done better and faster and more efficiently, uh, young people, I want to talk to you guys really quick, man, because your generation is going to experience the most convenient lifestyle ever experienced by any other human beings. Okay? I mean, you, you, you're you growing up in an age where if you need a ride across town, you can pick up your phone, and with a few taps, a, a total stranger will come and pick you up. And you know what? It's not even that scary because he's background checked. So some of the parents are like, don't listen to Pastor Ryan. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're growing up in an age where the phones are they're becoming as fast as computers. I mean, in a few years, you'll be able to get a four-year degree just with your phone. We can request nearly anything that we want, and we'll get it within, you know, sometimes hours. Faster than we've ever done that before. Some of the older folks in here, man, we remember LimeWire? <laughs> when you didn't want to pay for music because you were cheap, <laughs> you went to LimeWire to steal it. I, I know what y'all did, man. And at the time, man, a lot of us thought, man, this, this is amazing technology, <laughs> Because I, mean, I can get any song that I want. If I can think it, I can download it. I can even get movies, right? I mean, and, and, but even then, it, it took, sometimes it took like hours, right? You have all of, your, all of your queue and all of the things that you're downloading. Layla knows nothing about that life. She walks into our bedroom, and she says, Alexa, play Wannabe by Spice Girls. <laughs> Don't ask me why she likes Spice Girls. That wasn't me. But she'll, 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 she'll play that song, and then she'll say, when she's done with that, she'll say, okay, uh, Alexa, play play Happy and You Know It. Play Baby Shark. I mean, she's got her whole playlist, man. She gets down. And, and uh, young people, I don't want you to be uninformed, man, because God doesn't work like that. He doesn't work like that. You're not going to walk into church one Sunday morning and be like, God, speak to my mom to buy me some new Jordans. That's not how it's going to work. Right? So... There needs to be some work that needs to be put in. We have to meet God at a certain point. So I want to come back to this, this man, this paralyzed man. He's with his friends and he's in a bed, right? And his friends are carrying around, uh, him around town to bring him to Jesus. I imagine they get together one day and they're like, man, hey, did you hear that Jesus, Jesus is going to be stopping by today? Your healing is coming. Today is the day. Today is the day. And he probably got all excited because they hear they hear uh, the reports about Jesus and and they know the things that he can do and they're getting all pumped up. They're getting all excited. But it's not that easy. Someone say that with me. It's not that easy. Say it like you believe it. It's not that easy. This is a mentality that we need to adopt as our way of thinking. It's and it's not cynicism. okay it's not pessimism. It's not me being negative. It's just it's just life. It's never that easy. If you're struggling with something and you've been trying to get through it and you've been trying to work it out, it's, it's, it's not going to be that easy. You want to start a business? You make a good plan. Everything looks great on paper. It's always good to make a plan, but it's not going to be that easy. You're praying to God, God, give me that blessing. God, give me this job. God, take this away from me. It's, it's not that easy. It's more than just an ask. It's more than just a prayer because God is not Amazon Echo there for your personal convenience. So whenever you're trying to get God's attention, I don't know if anyone's trying to get God's attention today, but I was talking to God yesterday, and I said, "I said, God, I I want a you and me encounter, you and me," and I was just I was just so hungry for 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 God, and and I said, God, I want you to talk directly to me because it, it's nice when when God uses other people, right? And hey, Pastor Ryan, um, God told me to tell you know say this to you, and I, I love that, but. I, Yesterday, I, I don't know, I was, I was craving something different. I said, God, I just want it to be you and me. I want a you and me encounter. And so then I started thinking to myself, man, I'm, I need to start fasting a little bit more if I want this bad enough. If I want to see a miracle happen in my life, there's, there, I'm going to have to put in some work, right? So whenever you're trying to get God's attention, whenever you're trying to get that blessing, whenever you're trying to get that breakthrough that you've been waiting for, that you've been needing, there are two realms that you have to be aware of. Okay, and that first realm is, is concerning the things that you can control, that you can control. Don't tell me that it's all up to God when you haven't done anything yet. This man, this paralyzed man, he probably doesn't know the, the woman who had the discharge of blood for, for 12 years, but you know what, they're both, con- they're both condemned. I'm sorry, not condemned, both commended for their faith because they know that if they could just get uh, to Jesus, if they can exhaust all of their efforts 100 percent to get to Jesus, they're going to get the healing that they're needing. So so this man, he he looks outside, right? and, and, and he's with his friends and, 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 and he sees that Jesus is way out there in the distance and he sees the crowds and how dense they are. And, and like, man, it's not going to be easy for me to get through, uh, through all these crowds because I'm in a bed and I have to have my friends take me in a bed and it's not very convenient. It's not very effective and not very efficient. How am I going to do it? And then somebody says, look, look at that structure over there where Jesus is standing in. If we can Maybe we can go around these people. Maybe we can climb up that, that building and dig a hole in the roof and, and, and then we can lift you down from there. That's, that's crazy. What? You want to do all that? How bad do you want your healing? How, how bad do you want what you've been asking for? How bad? And the same thing with this woman. This woman... She knows that she's going outside. She's risking everything because if someone sees her in her condition and they know what her condition is, all hell's going to break loose and she's going to be humiliated. She might even get arrested or, or trampled on because she's this diseased woman. But she knows if I can just get to this man, Jesus, there is a power in him that will transfer to me if I just get there and I'll know that I did everything that I could to get to Jesus, How many of us can say that when we are expecting a blessing from God, when we're asking for it, that we've actually put in the work, that we've actually done everything that we could do on our own to get it? But people, we like to use sometimes the excuse that, that we're waiting on God when God's really waiting on you. Sounds so good, right? It sounds so spiritual when you hear someone say, I'm just waiting on God right now right? You're like, wow, that, that man, he's got his life together, right? It's, it does. It sounds so spiritual. I'm just, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just God's timing. I'm just cool. Just laid back. I don't know why I sound like Pastor Joelstein, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. And there, look, I'm not saying that there's not a period of waiting. There is, right? Um, but that's only after you've done everything that you could possibly do on your own. But if you're still waiting on God, Tell you something that he's already told you don't say that you're waiting on God some people I'm about to preach someone some people prolong the waiting period because what they're what they're waiting for is an alternative to what God originally said to them the first time so you're not waiting for God you're waiting for God's plan B but God doesn't give out plan B's God doesn't give out backup plans because he knows that his plan is the best plan he's not going to give you options So don't tell me that you're waiting on God when God spoke to you the first time, but you just didn't like what it was. Mm. Imagine if this paralyzed man just said to his friends, oh, I'm just going to wait on God. If if God wants to heal me, Jesus will come knocking on my door. He'll heal me. He'll have missed his blessing because of his unwillingness to meet God at the point where he can no longer go. And there's some people in here, maybe maybe in here today, that, that you have yet to go the distance. You have yet to go the distance. And you have more in you to give. But you haven't gone there yet. You can't expect God to, to, to meet you at point A when you're fully capable of getting to point B. <clears throat> it's a harsh word, I don't know. Go as far as you can go, church. And God, I promise, he'll meet you there. He'll pick you up to where you can't go anymore. And some of us think that we have to have it all together, like we have to have everything right. But God, God is going to be your strength and your weaknesses. So when you cannot go on anymore, he will step in as your strength. But you've got you've to go all the way first. Amen. Um, some of you might have seen this week me talking about a, a podcast podcast. I'm I'm launching a podcast in April, and I'm super excited to be doing it. Something I've been wanting to do for a long time now, um, and it's called it's called Leading. It's a Christian leadership podcast, and um, it's for Christians who are leaders, and not necessarily church leaders or ministry leaders. I mean, it is for them as well. But if you're a leader in your workplace, and you and you're a Christian, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business person, if you you lead a, a, a some type of organization. Organization, right? That's that's who it's for, and um, so I'm I'm having guests to kind of gain some insights from them, and so just in the two conversations that I had this week, man, I received some great insight. Awesome, and it's it, that's kind of why I'm doing it is to to learn, right? And to and share what I'm learning. Additionally, my dad and I we had this meeting with this man. He's a consultant, and he works with uh, churches. And he, he helps them grow and he helps them, you know, create systems and processes, all that stuff. He's worked for Lakewood for many years. He's a great guy to know. And uh, we're going to be working more, more closely with him. But I noticed something in every one of these conversations that I had with these, with these people, with these leaders. And it's that these leaders place great importance on preparation. Preparation. See, if we want God to work through us, we have to be prepared. Otherwise, he's going to work around us. If I got here this morning totally unprepared, didn't prepare a message, and I just said, "You know what? I'm just going to see what the Holy Spirit does. I'm going to see what the Holy Spirit says." If He decides to do anything, it wouldn't have been through me. It wouldn't have been. It would have been around me. It would have been despite my lack of preparedness. And it's. Just, I mean, it's the same thing with everything. It's the same thing with the worship team, any aspect of church ministry. If you get here on a Sunday morning, the worship leader says, "You know what? I don't. I don't really know what songs we're going to do." Um, but we're just we're just gonna let the Holy Spirit do His thing. And again, that sounds so good. It sounds so spiritual, right? you will probably get some. Mm, amen. I love that. Oh, we need that. Just gonna let the Holy Spirit do His thing. You know what that translates to? You didn't prepare. <laughs> That's what that translates to. And and because it, it implies it, it implies the fact that you didn't recognize the importance of preparation, right? And you failed to meet God at a place where you could have easily gotten to on your own and you're not taking the work of Christ seriously. Why are you up here working if you're not going to work? I know what I'm talking about because we used to do it every Sunday night when we had church Sunday night. We'd get here Minutes before my dad's already up here. He's he's like he's literally praying to open up the service and I'm out here with my three musicians. What are we gonna do, guys? Okay. La cosecha. We went to old school, man. La cosecha. Hay Iuna Fuente and me, right? And we just kinda we kind of winged it, all right? We just kinda winged it. And and did the Holy Spirit still move? Yes, because the Holy Spirit doesn't hold grudges with the entire congregation just because uh, one or two people failed to prepare, right? But how much more effective would we be if we intentionally chose to exhaust every effort to give God our absolute best? Sometimes we give him the worst of ourselves, man, because we think he's he's so gracious. He doesn't care about my flaws. He'll fix everything. All of which is it's true, but we'll never be effective and and we'll either prolong or miss our blessings all because we fail to do the things that we could have simply done with a little bit of work. Okay, so that was the first realm of, of things that you need to be aware of, right? The things that you can control. Here's the second one the things that you can't control. The things that you can't control, right? If I were to, you know, if I want to get God's attention, I have to recognize that I'm going to get to this point where I, I've given God everything that I could, and now it's up to Him, right? So as a pastor, again, I have to be prepared every Sunday morning with the message. That's me meeting God somewhere, but I can't make heaven fall. I can't, I can't change your life. I can't save you. Only God can do that. And so in, in these stories, we don't, we don't see a healing come because of the efforts of the paralyzed man or the diseased woman. They have no power. They have no authority to heal, heal themselves. That's why they need to get to Jesus, right? Because that, that's his power. That's, that's his domain. But at least they did everything that they could to get to him. Church, when you exhaust your efforts... You're showing God how serious you are about the things that you've been asking for, about the things that you've been praying about and crying over and, and the blessings that you've been working towards. God is going to stretch out his outstretched hand. He's going to meet you at a point where you can no longer go. And that is when you're going to start seeing miracles, church. That is when you're going to start seeing miracles. Don't expect a miracle when you can still do some things on your, on your own. Don't expect a miracle when you haven't gone the full mile, when you've given up because you're too tired. Don't expect a miracle when you haven't given God everything. What happened to Moses? Moses literally took God's people to the point where they could no longer go. I mean, he went through so many obstacles. He went through. I mean, he's leading hundreds of thousands of people out of captivity. He says, follow me. How hard is that? They don't have mass text messages. They don't have Facebook groups to to communicate with everyone. How hard would it have been on Moses to accomplish these things? But he does it. And he finally takes them to the point where they can no longer go. Now this this is it. This is the dead end. And that's when God says, you know what? I've got you. Because you've exhausted your efforts. Now I'm going to hold back the seas for you. But some of us, man, we just, we remain standing still in the crowds. Because... We're intimidated by the crowds because we're intimidated by the obstacles, because we're intimidated by how far Jesus is standing com- t- compared to where we are. And we're waiting for Jesus to come to us. We're waiting for Jesus to meet me, like I'm important. Like I've got something He wants. You you come, God, come on, come through for me, God. Come on. I can. Like you're special. when we're fully capable of going the distance. And church, I, wanna, I just wanted to give you this word this morning because you might, you might be tired and you're waiting for something. I don't know what it is. You're waiting for a breakthrough. You're, 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 waiting, you're waiting for that next level to be shown in your life. And you're asking God, and you're asking God, and you're asking God, God, give me there, Give me there, get me there. But God's like, I need you to meet me. If you meet me where you can no longer go, then I'll meet you there. And that's when you're going to start seeing a breakthrough. That's when you're going to start seeing me perform in your life. You might be tired. You might, you might still have some long days ahead of you. You might not see an entry point, but scripture shows me that if I give 100% of me, God will meet me where I fail. He will meet me where I can no longer go with his outstretched hand. And I don't know who needs to hear this message today, but I want to let you know that God is a God who is faithful to the end. He is faithful. And sometimes we're questioning God's faithfulness. Sometimes we're not seeing God come through for us, but it's because we haven't stopped to examine, what more can I give? What more can I do? God will meet you there if you meet him there. Why don't we stand this morning? Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at PrimeraIglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.